Welcome to Awakening Divine Wildness, hosted by inspirational speaker and best-selling author, Mal Duane. Mal invites you to embrace your divine wildness with powerful conversations with visionary women. Listen in and learn how to move from pain and heartache to forgiveness and freedom so you can live the life you deserve. Welcome to Awakening Divine Wildness, and I am so excited today because I got the opportunity to work with this woman personally a few months ago, and I'm still sizzling from it. Karen Polino is, a widely, known, is widely known as the Miracle Messenger, and she coaches her clients to master going inward to ignite the latent abilities that lie hidden within all of us. And she's recognized as a relatable, caring, intuitive who shares her talents with thousands of audience members and readers across the globe. Uniquely gifted with a full range of psychic abilities, Karen channels accurate messages from the angelic realm and loved ones in spirit. For almost two decades, she's combined her certifications in hypnotherapy, mediumship, and as well as life coach and angel therapy practitioner with the development of two innovative and remarkable modalities, soul entrainment and soul mediumship. She's the author of four internationally best-selling books. She speaks all over the country and globally at conferences, and I'm so honored to have this woman join me today. How are you, girl? Great. So honored to be here. I love this opportunity to share. I know. And you know, you're always giving. You're on Facebook. You're doing angel readings. Is it Thursday afternoon, I believe? Thursday afternoon at 444. Love those angel numbers. <laughs> Bless you. Um, you know, I have your one of your books, which I just love. And in here, the Everything Guide to Angels, because I really knew nothing about angels. So I've, that's why I went to your program and then you know, now reading some of your material. And I love this because so many people think, oh, I don't have any abilities. I can't do that. But in fact, you say when you consciously use your intuition, you pay attention to your inner senses. They act as a guide to help you make decisions, take action, and put forth inspiration. Everyone has some natural intuition and can choose to develop it. So this call is for everybody because we've all got it, ladies. And this is what this program is about, awakening that wildness in you. And so, Karen, I know from work, you know, being at your program that yes. your gifts came about in a very challenging way. And, uh, you know, you've had a journey. And I'd love you to share that with us. Yes. So, you know, I think sharing the journey is so important because... I think what people are going to realize that if I can do this, connect and communicate with the angelic realm or listen to the soul, really receive guidance, that anyone can do it. Because, you know, I wasn't in this spiritual community. I wasn't on a spiritual path. I was pretty much type A personality running around crazy in my life. My kids were four and one, and I didn't have time for me. I was so busy with, I was in the corporate world and taking care of my kids. And so I finally, after three years, went for a checkup. And within 
10 minutes, they found a lump on my throat, and within two weeks, I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer at 34 years old. So I was pretty shocked and confused. I was filled with fear. But something, you know, that was when I can say, and I wouldn't even use the word intuitive back then, but something told me that I had to heal, not just physically through surgery and radiation treatment, but I really needed to figure out why I had cancer and go deeper, go into what brought me there emotionally, what brought me there spiritually, what brought me there, you know, in my mind, like what was going on. So that was the beginning of my journey. And the beginning of my spiritual awakening was really, I attended a meditation class because I was trying to find some peace. And that's what it said on the flyer at my gym that I was teaching aerobics at. And during the meditation, I felt a presence come sit next to me and I felt somebody hold my hand. And then I just saw a big bright light next to me. When that happened, I thought, I'm crazy, I'm making this up. Who could be holding my hand? I've got my eyes closed, I'm supposedly in meditation. But one thing that happened when I completed the meditation, I went out to my car. I noticed that I had a profound feeling of peace from the top of my head to the tips of my toes. And I thought, something happened. I don't know what, but it feels really good. And so I continued every week to go back to the meditation class. Same thing, my hand held bright light. And finally, I was smart enough to say, who is this? And she said, and now again, it comes, it's not like we're talking here but it comes through my thoughts. I heard you, I'm your guardian angel. I've always been with you. I will always be with you. You're never alone and you're going to be okay, but you need to go through this. You need to go through this journey with the cancer. And, you know, for those eight months, I really didn't feel alone. I felt like there was help. There was guidance. I felt this presence next to me, or a lot of coincidences and synchronicities. And then after I started getting better, I went back to the gym to teach my step class. And this girl was talking at the desk about having a psychic come to her house. And all of a sudden it came out of my mouth, can I come? And she's like, I was like, oh my God, how rude was that? You know, but it just literally came out of my mouth. So I'd never been to a psychic. I really almost turned around a couple times in my car because I thought, what if she tells me something bad? I'm just starting to feel better. But I went and I sat with her and she proceeded to tell me about my childhood, about my life, about that I had cancer. Completely, She knew it. I didn't say a word and that I had a choice to stay or go, but I was staying and I was going to be okay. But then she described my guardian angel exactly how I saw her and told me things only my guardian angel had told me during those eight months. And that was it. I cried the whole reading. I never said anything to her. I cried and I ran out the minute I was done. And I got in my car and it was like that day a huge door opened that I thought if a complete stranger can see here and feel what I've been seeing and hearing and feeling for eight months, then has to be real there's no way it cannot be and that was it I just started to meditate every day I started to read more about angels the soul you know why are we here and 
I would have never imagined that I'd be sitting here talking to you, nonetheless written all these books about, you know, it just would have never crossed my mind. But since then, I wanted to, and this is what happens every time on my journey, every time I come to something that makes me feel better, more peaceful, more enlightened in some way, something that I'm passionate about, I have to share it. I want other people to experience in their own way, but experience the infinite possibilities that are there for all of us. Now, you've mentioned a very interesting term that I think a lot of people don't fully understand. And this is a key component of your work, the soul. The soul. The soul. So as I was reading all these books, one of the books that came to me was Michael Newton's book, The Journey of the Soul and Destiny of the Soul. And I was reading, like, seriously, it was a sponge. I wanted to figure out, because when you have something like cancer, you really, the question that keeps going through your mind is, life is too short. What am I here for? What do I, what do I have to get done, like, before I leave? Like, What's my purpose? You start having these really profound questions that, you know, just can't turn to somebody and say <laughs> and get an answer. So I was searching for my answers because I really, I, I was in the toy business at that time and I thought, I don't think I'm here to sell toys. And so I kept searching and what, what I discovered is my soul really knew everything about me, past, present, and future. My soul knew how to help me find joy in my life, help, help, help me find peace. Same energy as the angels, but my soul was my individual expression that came here to experience this lifetime and have create, you know, have relationships. So I really started to ask the question every day, why am I here? What is my soul? How can I see into the soul? Like as much as I wanted to know about the angels, I wanted to know about the soul. So every day I go walk into the park and I'm like, can I see into the soul? Show me how to see into the soul. I was asking my angels and guides. And then I would pass somebody like yourself and I'd say, oh, I want to see into their soul. So through my meditation practice, because I was meditating every day, one day I just heard the voice, that voice that said, are you ready to see into the soul? And immediately I saw this beautiful star above me, and they told me it was the a symbol of my soul, but to invite my the star into my heart, body, and mind. And all of a sudden that light started to come in and awaken within me, and fill me, and I was like, this is amazing. It was the same feeling I felt after meeting my guardian angel. It was like, so this is, it's the same love, same energy as my angels. It's no different, but this is me. Do you know, does that make sense? Yes, it does. And what is the purpose of the soul? I mean, how how is it filled with all this information about our purpose about our past present future it has our whole blueprint contained in it yes. <clears throat> why what, what, how, why does that happen what is it 
Well, I, I really feel this is my analogy and what I know today because I'm always learning, I'm always expanding and growing. But if you think about it, we what's the first thing we do when we come into this body as a baby? We have to breathe. And when we leave this earth plane, we have to take that last breath. And that literally is our soul's energy housing the body. Like our soul is that breath. And so I believe that we actually came and were honored to take this journey. Sometimes you think, what was I thinking? <laughs> but, you know, we, but we wanted to experience, we wanted to create, we wanted to figure out what are our, what are the possibilities? How can we journey with others? How can we come together in oneness? How can we wake up in this physical body and remember that we are a soul? So I feel like we had this contemplation period before we came into the body. Like who, what are my soul journey, journeyers going to be like? What's my mom going to be like? My dad, my partner, what, which culture am I going to be born into? You know, how many siblings am I going to have? I, I really believe it's, we do it with pure intention to experience. And then I believe we come here to sometimes heal what's happened in other lifetimes or bring balance to what's happened in other lifetimes. Sometimes we, we want to journey with specific souls and create. We could create children. We could create a partnership. We could create a home. Sometimes we have a purpose and a mission. We feel that, you know, maybe in another lifetime, I, I think I was the villain before, but, you know, now I need to be of service and to, to support and help. But I really believe we all came here to wake up and remember that we are the soul in the body that we are love. Does, does that make sense? Absolutely. And it's really in alignment with everything that I've read and learned so far. So what happens is our soul actually makes choices for us before we even get on this earth plane. And while we're here. And while we're here. Is there anything, practices, um, that you recommend that connect with the soul more deeply than others? You know, I feel everybody's their own unique expression. So some people are going to resonate with certain types of practices. And for me, I get bored easily. So I kind of experiment with all different practices. But to me, just meditation, I... I walk in nature. I feel like walking in nature, listening to very spiritual, supportive audios, or not listening to anything, listening to nature, praying, asking, like what, what leads to the answers to our questions or the direction that we get is inquiry. I believe pure inquiry, like I said when I was walking to the park, help me to see into the soul. Some people might, what is my soul purpose? Who is my soul partner? Um, how do I live my soul's purpose while I'm here? How do I be my soul? How do I know what my soul is? Like we need to ask. And then we have an abundant universe of spiritual helpers, guides, and, and our soul knows. Our soul knows how to 
answer the questions we have. It may come in synchronicities, coincidences, books that cross your path, classes that you take, a stranger that says something to you. But we really need to begin the inquiry. Like, what do you want to know? Ask. Like, I even... You know, I always say when you want to invite divine support into your life, you got to start by asking. So it's really important to, what are you curious about? Then ask. Ask the universe. Ask your guides. Ask before you go to sleep. Ask in meditation. Ask your soul. Sometimes I started with automatic writing and started with a question and then meditated and say, please, I want my soul to answer this. And I would just let the pen flow. So you can even ask, how can I connect with my soul more deeply? And a, a class could cross your path. You know, a book, uh, an exercise might come to you. So I just believe that we have free will, free choice, and our free will, free choice is to invite what we want to know or to experience in our lives. It's that simple, believe it or not. And that's what people don't understand and they don't realize. Now, you mentioned about asking a question and then doing some free writing. Um, I've heard different versions on the free writing, and so this is a really great topic, um, whether it's valid or not. Using the hand that you do not normally write with. I've tried that. I couldn't read. <laughs> Wow. Right. It just took forever for me. So, you know what? You can try it. And that's what I say. I always, I'm like, I'm such a curious soul. I try out different types of things. And certain things resonate, and I usually go back to them. But for me, what I did in my automatic writing, I started my automatic writing when I talked to my guardian angel. So I would just write at the top of the paper before my meditation. I'd say, my dear guardian angel, what do you want to say to me today? And then I go into meditation, and then when I felt like I quieted my mind as much as I could, I went back and read the question, and then allowed whatever came to me to be written down. Even if it was a word or a feeling or an image, i just write that down. Mm -hmm. And then it turned into the same thing. I would ask my soul. I'd ask my soul, what's my next step on my journey? And then, you know, i go into meditation. Sometimes my soul would tell me what I needed to know in order for the next step to come. So, mm -hmm. you know, when you're doing automatic writing, just check in. If it's loving, supportive, encouraging, then it's coming from your soul or higher guidance. If it's criticizing or judgmental or confusing, it's probably coming from your ego or your personality. Now, what do you tell your students? Because I hear this a lot in the work that I do because I've been meditating for 30 years. I think it's probably the best thing I ever did for me. And I hear from so many women, I, I can't meditate. I can't do that. I mean, I can't sit still. I can't be, but we all can meditate. Right. What, what advice do you give? Well, you know, meditation is people think you know, your mind has to be quiet. There's no conversation going on. That doesn't usually happen. I feel if you have a lot of mind chatter, guided meditations, which, you know, I, I shared with you that I 
I have a guided meditation that I can support people with that if they just sign up for my newsletter, they can download it. And I and have it so, and it's yummy. <laughs> yeah. So I feel that, you know, guided meditation for people that have a lot of mind chatter is really supportive. Now, chanting, I feel like that helps people just focus on one intention. I I actually open up, up a lot in working out. Like, I get insight working out. So for me, walking meditation, mm-hmm. I that's where I am an hour and a half every day. And I have to tell you, I really believe that people are to start do it in the morning so it flows into your entire day. Get up a little bit earlier. You can meditate in the car, not with your eyes closed, but turn off the radio, pray, ask, set your intention for the day, you know, listen with the radio off, ask a question. It's a perfect time that you can do that. Ask a question before you go to bed. Like sometimes it's not like, you know, sitting here and, you know, doing a mudra and, it's, it, it can be very simple. A prayer can be a meditation. Lighting a candle. We just did this in my meditation class two weeks ago. I, I gave everybody a candle. I said, if you have trouble meditating, focus on the flame on the candle. That's how I started meditating. Except I was kind of nervous because I did it before I went to sleep. And I was like, what if I fall asleep? In my, you know? Right. But um, so I just think, again, ask your soul. Ask your guides, your angels. What's going to work for me? And something will come or, you know, there'll be a tool for you. They're so, like, we're so gifted because, you know, we're in an open culture now with this. Like, you, you talked about meditation 20 years ago and people were like, you're weird, you know. But now it's like in corporate America, it's, it's, there's so many different ways you can meditate. People just have this, you know false perception that you've got to be on the right cushion. You've got to have your body in some kind of pose like a pretzel. You got to have the mudra going, you know, and it is the most simple thing. People could be on a train commuting to work and that would be the most perfect place to meditate because just that, you know, motion of a trainer, if you're commuting with a group of people in a car, as long as you're not driving, it's really simple. Yeah. It is really simple. simple. Even washing the dishes, you can meditate. I mean, I take my dog out and just walking around with her, things like that. Yeah. Or even when I'm on a treadmill, just, you know, I just get into it and I put some earbuds in and listen to your guided meditation or, or listen to just some beautiful music. And I I just go, I drift. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's for me, my spiritual practice, whatever it may be, is very it, it's it's part of my schedule because I, I realize if it's not then my day doesn't flow or you know the the synchronicities and the miracles don't or, or I might be blocking myself in some way so you know it's very important for me to have my spiritual practice in the morning and again if I don't do it in the morning I can find every excuse not to do it during the day right so to me, it's it's just like taking a shower, because I realize I'm better in my work, in myself, in my family when I do it. And 
I want to touch briefly upon another episode in your life that really required great faith in the skills that you have, and that was with your sister. And what I'm happened? like, I'm wondering, I'm like, which one is she going to talk about? <laughs> well, when she was passing and you received all the communication. Yeah. So she was, we got a call. She had gone on a retreat out in California. She got a cut on her arm. Now, again, she had cancer when she was in her teens. She was 41 at this point. And so her immune system was not like ours. Mm -hmm. So when she got home, she got flu-like symptoms. She started to get very sick, and she ended up in the hospital. Well, she had streptococcus, the flesh-eating disease. And so she, they had to put her in a coma to be able to, um, how do you say it, um, contain the infection or work with it. And so I was in Boston. She was in Miami. And I knew because I worked with the soul for many years that I could communicate with her soul because her soul was, I could communicate soul to soul. So she was in a coma and I would go into meditation every day. And I didn't know how sick she was because my parents didn't want to really tell us. And I would connect with her soul. And one of the things she kept telling me, tell mom and dad, I'm not in my body. I'm not experiencing the pain of this flesh eating disease. I can hear everything they're saying, but I'm okay. I'm not in pain. And I, what I believe is the soul kind of exits you so you don't. Why would we have to experience that excruciating pain? So the day before, now mind you, it started to get worse and worse. And the day before she passed, I was... I went for a massage because I was stressed. And I had a very spiritual friend, and she said, come for a massage. So I did. And during my massage, all of a sudden, my sister came to me. Her soul came to me and said, I'm at the crossroads. I'm deciding if I'm going to stay or go. And all of a sudden, I, she goes, I want to show you. I know what it's going to be like. I've been shown what it's going to be like if I, if I leave. And so all of a sudden, we crossed over that line and I just was in total bliss and peace. I was like, I love you and I can understand experiencing this, why you would not come back to your body. And because they were ready to amputate extremities at that point. I said, I love you. I respect if you want to choose this. I said, I'll, I'll miss you, but I get it. And then all of a sudden I heard my name being screamed in the, and the massage therapist screaming my name. And I was like, and all of a sudden I was back in my body and she's looking at me. She's white as a ghost. She's like, Karen, you stop breathing. What the heck? You scared the crap out of me. And she didn't say crap. <laughs> and, uh, and she realized she, I told her what happened. She understood what happened. And that afternoon, I felt the feeling of death. Now I know what the feeling of death is. I knew she had made her decision. Mm -hmm. And the next day, she passed. And for three months, because I did cross over with her, 
was like having a near-death experience myself. I felt like I had one foot in her world and one foot in my world. And I could communicate with her. She was showing me where she was living on the other side. She was asking me to write letters for her. It was crazy. It was, it was, it was, I was not grounded. Let's put it that way. And then after three months, I was in a Walmart pushing my son. He was in the cart. He was young enough that he was sitting in the cart. And all of a sudden I was up on the top of the, up on the ceiling, looking down at my son. And I heard as clear as day. You can't do this anymore. You can't, you can't have one foot in one world and one foot in this world. You can't function like this. So you got to make a choice here or there. And I looked down at my son. I'm like, I'm not going in Walmart. And I'm not leaving him in a Walmart, in the shopping cart. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I went right back in my body. All of me came back into my body, which I haven't been there in like four months. Mm-hmm. And I picked him up. I, I was shocked and I ran out of the store and left all my stuff in the, in the cart. I was like, what the heck just happened? And I went for my own hypnosis session and went and realized that I had kept one foot with her because I wanted to experience it. I, I love the feeling, but that that's not possible to do that. That's like, I believe too, because I've worked with I've done the soul mediumship with people who have lost their loved ones. And I really believe that many times people leave their bodies. They're not grounded in their bodies because they want to be with their loved ones. And so that's when I started to study mediumship. And I realized I could help other people connect soul to soul through the soul mediumship to their loved ones on the other side. We're a soul, their soul. And through hypnosis, you can help people access their loved ones in spirit and they can feel like a medium is great a medium gives validation evidence but in the soul mediumship you get to feel them you get to communicate with them you get to create that link with them which it's is amazing so, so powerful yeah oh i mean that story when you told it just beautiful you know just yeah beautiful. so you have a lovely free gift for our listeners so please will you share how they can connect with you and how they can get that wonderful guided meditation yeah so if you go to my website createheaven.com c-r-e-a-t-e-h-e-a-v-n.com and right on the home page if you sign up for the newsletter then you'll go right to a link where you can download. It's about a 25-minute guided meditation, and that can get you started. I tell people, even if you listen to it in the morning before you go to sleep at night, it'll support you. And, you know, it's easily downloadable, and you can enjoy it and experience it for yourself. And it's just wonderful. I also have one of your CDs, and I mean... They're just beautiful. Just yeah, beautiful. thank you. And there's other guided meditations and my books on the website and courses and workshops. You guys can explore. I have a new course that I'm starting actually October 24th. It's a 20-week telecourse. Mm-hmm. And that's oh, a journey home to your divine self. I'm really excited about that. Now, this may air after the start of that. So, oh, okay. Which is okay. So will that be available 
as an yeah, ongoing I mean, online can, program? Even if it's shortly after that, they can mm -hmm. still jump in. It's 20 weeks. Do you know okay. what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Great. Thank, Thank you so you. much, my friend. It's so good to see you. I know. It's so good to see you. Thank you for the work you're doing and the oh. inspiration you're sharing. I'm Thank so great. You. Bless you. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Awakening Divine Wildness. If you like what you heard, please share this podcast with a friend and leave some stars in a favorable review at iTunes. And be sure to visit MalduaneCoach.com for your free Heal Your Heart, Reclaim Your Worth six-week video course.